Learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership insight and advice. Welcome to season three of She Leads podcast, leadership empowerment for women of color. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, a mother, businesswoman, and leader. Before we talk about our amazing guest for today, I want to let you know about our latest and greatest addition to She Leads Podcast and invite you to come check it out. She Leads Podcast now has an exclusive discussion group where you can engage with other like-minded women to assist in your pursuit of greatness. This is your place to participate in conversations about the hot topics of the week, which coincide with the episode aired, and also to interact and collaborate. We are building a network of leaders who aim to be empowered and empower on, and we want you to join the movement. You can find the She Leads podcast discussion group on Facebook as well as LinkedIn. Your opinion matters. This is your opportunity to share your insight. Our guest for today is Santia Deck. The queen of abs, Santia Deck, is a certified trainer and social media influencer with over 300,000 loyal and engaged followers. A former track and field collegiate athlete, she now plays flag football for the USA and rugby for the Harley Quinns. She is also currently training to make the U.S. rugby team. Santia is a published author, a fitness model, a TV personality on Steve Austin's Broken Skull Ranch, a public speaker, and a TV host. Santia Maria Deck was born in Greenville, South Carolina, and raised in Houston, Texas. She has been running after her dream of success since childhood, and now she inspires others with her determination. Without further ado, Leadership Empowerment with Santia Deck. All right. So, Santia, I read your bio, and I love your passion and commitment to personal fitness. I also admire your many professional accolades, such as your talk show and your clothing line, just to name a few. So kudos to you for that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay. So Santia, I would like to thank you for taking the time to be a guest on She Leads podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. We appreciate you blessing us with your insight today. Definitely, definitely. No problem. So now let's talk about leadership. So I myself feel that every person is a leader in one shape or form, whether they realize it or not. Would you agree, Santia? I totally agree. And can you tell us why you feel this way? I feel like everybody has the capability of leading in some aspect of their life, whether that's being a leader, the head of their, their household, being a boss, you know, leading a sales team. Uh, just different things, different type of ventures. But I feel like everybody has that potential. Sometimes it just has to be brought out in different circumstances. Okay, thanks. Yes, and I totally agree. Uh, We all lead in different capacities, starting with leading ourselves. And then, you know, if we're given the opportunity to also lead others as well. So I do agree with you there. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us when you realized you were a leader and what or who helped you to come to this realization? 
I realized I was a leader definitely when I was a child because I was very, very different. I was very empathetic to, you know, people that weren't able to take up for themselves. I was, you know, just very, very, for whatever reason, I just had a lot of compassion for the underdog. So I wasn't the kid that, you know, just because all of my friends or my classmates are, you know, laughing at a kid that might have some type of speech, you know, problem or, you know, bullying somebody or whatever, the things that just kids kind of normally do when they're young, I was never that kid. I would do honestly the opposite. If I, if I saw someone getting bullied, I'll be the one to step in and say, hey, you know, this isn't nice. Was very spiritual still him, you know, to this day, but I would be like, you know, this is something God would approve of. I was like five and six years old saying that. <laughs> so, uh, I was, you know, I was always just, I always felt like I, I had to lead pretty much the, the, the people that needed to be led. The ones that didn't have a voice, the ones that weren't confident enough to take up for themselves. So that kind of just poured into almost, you know, all as- other aspects in my life. And now I own a business. So, you know, I, I lead myself and I lead other people. So it just kind of came natural. Awesome. Thanks for that. I love that because I can relate to that standing up for the underdog and I myself often felt like the underdog. So then, you know, but I am very vocal and very stand upish. So I can definitely relate to that. So thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in my upcoming book, The Code of Leadership, The If-Then Process, I outline my experiences and lessons that have helped me to become a better leader with the intention of helping others do the same. Santia, can you share what you would consider to be your code of leadership and why? Yeah, definitely. I think the main thing for me is just making sure I'm doing what I'm doing with purpose. So every time I, I, you know, decide to make a decision that's business related or, you know, sign a contract, you know, for, you know, a sponsorship deal or something like that, or something that's taking my business to the next level, I just always want to make sure that there's purpose behind it. And I always want to make sure that the purpose is bigger than just me. So I always think about my, my future, my future children, you know, my family and how all the decisions that I make is going to help pretty much mold their futures as well. So because of that, I, I'm very, very careful to make sure I'm making the right decisions and I'm making sure that I'm leading people in the right direction. Because it's, it's never fun when, you know, you're following somebody and then they're leading you, you know, to a place that you weren't trying to go. So I try to make the best decisions, like I said, for, for myself, but also for my future and other people and, you know, just helping to build my empire. Okay. Thanks for that. I like that. And I do agree. It is not fun leading, being led somewhere you don't want to go. And and I can um, empathize with people who go through that because I myself have been led by, and I will call them underdeveloped leaders. And I like what you said as far as having a purpose. And to me, that sounds like having a purpose and keeping your legacy in the forefront of your head so that what you're doing is targeting that, you know, and making sure that you're not going away or doing things that go away from your values and your ethics and things of that nature. Exactly. That's awesome. Okay. So I believe all leaders experience failure. I myself, I don't like to consider it failures. I like to consider them lessons, take more of an optimistic view. But Santia, can you share your view on failure and what it means to you? Of course. Failure is definitely one of the greatest teachers, you know, for all of us, because it teaches you exactly what you don't want and where you don't want to be and how you don't want to feel. 
So for me, I feel like that's necessary. You know, a lot of people are are afraid to fail because of egos or because, you know, you know, they never maybe was in a position to where they had to or whatever. But I feel like if you don't know how to fail so that you can get up and, and, and learn how to how to win, then how will you ever, you know, achieve anything? And failure, like I said, sometimes that puts the fire behind us to go and chase our dreams or to go and do the things that we want to do because we're like, man, I'm tired of, I'm tired of feeling this way. And for me, that's honestly what pushed me to get to where I'm at because I had, you know, a really hard lesson I had to learn <laughs> a few months ago, to be quite honest. And that lesson is what literally propelled me to where I am now. And honestly, I don't think if I, if I would have ever went through that, I wouldn't be here. So it put a fire in me that literally has continued to burn and it's, always, and it's burning even brighter now. But because I, I fell on my face, I was like, I'm never, ever, ever feeling this way again. And I promised myself that. And ever since then, I've just been, I've been grinding. I've been making things happen, you know, through the grace of God. So I feel like failure is definitely important. Okay. Thanks for that. Yes, I agree. Failure is necessary. It is our best teacher. And I like how you said failure is important. Like you said, it teaches you where you don't want to go or how you don't want to feel. So thanks for sharing. Okay. So Santia, can you share one time you failed as a leader and tell us what you learned from that experience that helped you to become a better leader? Definitely. So I think one of the probably darkest times in my life was when I, honestly, I guess it's been about three years. Um, About three years ago when I was, you know, just really getting my business started, I was literally taking leaps and bounds. And I wasn't, I don't think I I was supposed to be at that, that position at that time because I was young. I wasn't experienced and things were happening so fast. I didn't know how to really, you know, control everything. And at that time I was dating a guy that literally was sucking the life out of me, but you know, I didn't, I didn't realize it. Mm -hmm. And so long story short, you know, I ended up being with this guy that God clearly was telling me, Hey, you need to, you need to run. And I had all this success going on in my life. And pretty much I started paying more attention to the guy instead of my business and everything that I had gained, I ended up losing because I started making bad decisions. I started not listening to my my momager. <laughs> um, <laughs> yo, let this guy go. Focus on you. You have so much going on, this and that. And I was like, no, I love him, blah, blah. And, you know, we ended up breaking up. You know, it was, it was a crazy breakup. You know, I had got completely off track. All the deals that I had got, you know, I ended up, you know, losing some of them because I wasn't, you know, turning things in on time because I was with the guy. It was just so much going on. And I realized like, okay, I will never let another person, another person take me off of my, my, my journey, my destiny, because that's something that as, as women, especially like we, we give, we give, we give, we're nurturers. We want to help people. We want to, we want to fix people. And I think that's what I learned. You know, you can't fix people. You can't make somebody fit into your life if they're not supposed to be there. And I realized that I, I am in, in control of me and my life. So that's what I have. That's what I have to focus on. So that was probably one of the darkest times of my life. But at the same time, I learned so much and I've never been in that position again. So, yeah. Okay. Thanks for sharing that. I do definitely understand that. I just recently had a divorce from, you know, a marriage that kept me, I guess I lost myself. I actually lost myself in that marriage. So 
I definitely understand how how that goes. And, you know, the the beauty in that, like you said, is to learn from that situation and know that you will never make that same mistake again because now you're wiser, you know, you know what to look for and and you make better decisions and, and put yourself first which should, yeah. should always be the case. So thanks for sharing. Okay, so Santia, do you feel it's easier, harder, or requires the same effort to be a female leader in the entrepreneur ecosystem and why? I feel like it's definitely harder for female entrepreneurs in this day and age because we have so many more obstacles than men. We have the appearance part where you're automatically, you know, objectify because of how you look and how you dress. You know, you can honestly, you can be wearing a suit and people are still going to, you know, most of the time try to look at you in a intimate way, even if you're not, you know, you're not giving that energy. So I feel like you always, it's like, we're always trying to prove ourselves like, okay, I deserve to be here. It's not because I'm pretty. It's not because of this is because or that is because I busted my butt and I put in time and, and energy and work to get to this point. So I deserve to be in this room just like you guys. And then on top of that, you know, of course, entrepreneurship is, is male dominated. So it's like we're, we're, we're having to almost compete with men and their egos. And sometimes, you know, a man is not going to allow you sometimes to be in a position just because he feels like, well, you're a woman, so you don't, you don't deserve to be here. So again, I feel like it's always sometimes a proving, let me prove myself, I got to prove myself. And I feel like with, with men, it's just kind of like, you know, it's, it's easier. The path is easier. You know, that's that's just kind of the society that we live in. Okay, thanks for that. And I do understand your viewpoint. And I do agree that the society that we live in has not been set up for it to be easy for women, you know, because originally this was not the role of women. But as the ties are changing, I am hopeful you know, that things will become even and level. And, you know, they say the future is female, so maybe even will surpass and it'll be easy for us in the future, right? Let's yeah. keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> okay, so productivity is a hot topic right now, as it should be. Many people want to know how to do more with less and be efficient. As a successful leader, this is a must. Santia, do you have any productivity tips to share with our listeners? Definitely. One thing I can say that helps out a heck of a lot, you know, when it comes to just trying to be productive is being organized, making sure that you're planning your days according, you know, accordingly to how, you know, whatever it is you have to do that day and making sure that, you know, you also, which is important, <laughs> include some downtime because sometimes, and I know for myself, I do this a lot and I'm working on it till this day is I'm a workaholic. Like I'll work, 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 work from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. to, you know, sometimes I have 20 hour days. And then I realize like, oh, I didn't even eat today. Or dang, I didn't even really sleep. You know, so it's like making sure that yes, you're getting work done, but you're also taking care of you because if you go down, the whole ship goes down. So everything that you worked for <laughs> is now mm-hmm. literally just wasted because, okay, you didn't know how to sit down and and, and literally take some, some youth time and, you know, recover and recruit, and recruit, you know, from those long hours because it is a lot of energy. You're putting out a lot of energy and sometimes you don't even realize how much energy you're putting down until you close your eyes and then you wake up and it's like, it's noon. And you're like, dang, I, I slept all the way till noon. But yeah, I mean, we're putting out a lot of energy. So yeah, taking care of you, being organized, 
and knowing when to sit down <laughs> and breathe and eat and do things that you're supposed to do as a human. Cause sometimes you forget that. Okay. Thanks for that. I love that. And it's a very fundamental view, right? Take time for yourself, make sure you're eating, right? So make sure you're healthy and and sleeping. And like you said, organized, staying organized so that you know, you know, what needs to be done and where and how and what have you. But the essence, like you said, is taking care of yourself because it starts with us. And if we're no good, we can't be good for anyone else or for our businesses as well. So exactly. thank you. So can you share, Santia, can you share a experience that blessed your leadership and tell us about the outcome or the takeaway that you learned? Pretty much my defining moment um, that literally created this entire entrepreneurship journey was when I was in college and I had been blessed with a track and field scholarship to Texas a When I got there, me and the coach, we just didn't get along for whatever reason. He had some type of issue with me. I, I really never knew because I was just like a quiet, nice person. But it's like he always had some negative stuff to say. So he was like not somebody that I enjoyed being around. And so my senior year, when we had made it to nationals in the four by one, it was like either I was going to go to nationals or I was going to start my talk show. And my mom, she was like, Look, you know, I'm not going to be the one to make the decision for you. You just have to decide what's more important for you. And so, of course, you know, I already didn't like this man. I didn't I didn't want to win him, you know, a gold medal because at the end of the day, that's what it would have been. And I could have started something for myself and for, you know, that could have obviously made my future a lot easier. And so I decided to, of course, go with my talk show. And I went in there in his office and I said, hey, coach, you know, as much as I would like to be a part of the, the national team, you know, my, my mom has given me the opportunity to create this talk show and start my, my journey, you know. So, you know, I'm already, you know, running when I, when I graduate. I already have things going for myself. And, you know, he looked at me. He said, wow. He said, you're going to have to do something pretty great in life uh, <laughs> to uh, make up for you not going to nationals. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. And I was like, wow. I said, okay. And I, and I said, okay, cool. you have a good day. I walked out the office, um, you know, ended up going home then, you know, after I graduated or whatever. And <laughs> when I graduated, I, I created my talk show. I had a clothing line, I had a supplement line, I had so many things going. And I remember coming back that the next year for homecoming and I seen him and he was like, you know, wow, I heard you've been doing some great things. And I said, yeah, I said, I definitely did. I said, you know, I told you I would. And I walked away. And I feel like that's how you make people feel stupid without having to say anything to them. Use your success. Make them regret the words that they said to you. And so that was a moment for me that I was like, okay, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Because uh, he doubted me and he, I always think about him when I'm, when I'm, you know, pursuing everything that I'm doing because I'm like, I don't ever want this guy to ever say, yeah, I told you she was going to fail. I'm a strong believer in just going for it with everything in you. So that was definitely a, definitely a moment. <laughs> and because of doubt, he, he, lo- he definitely blessed my life and he didn't even know it. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. I love that, right? We have to take everything that's thrown at us and use it to fuel us, right? 
And I can definitely relate to that. That's funny. I'm a teenage mom and, or I was a teenage mom, right? I'm not a teenager anymore, but um, I was a teenage mother. And I remember a lot of people like thinking, you know, this was the end of my life. Like, you know, cause I was very smart. I graduated number eight in my high school, you know, so I was very smart, but yet, you know, smart in the books, but not really smart in the streets since, because, you know, I really shouldn't have been in the situation that I was, but yet, you know, this is where I was. And a lot of people were like, oh, your life is going to be a mess, this, this, and that, you know, and I did, I used that as my fuel. So them telling me that I couldn't was in turn a blessing. So I do like what you said. So like a lot of times people may tell us we have a stupid idea or we'll never go anywhere. So instead of letting that be our defeat, we can use that as a blessing to be our motivation to keep pushing and keep driving and make sure that we never allow their words to be true for one second. So thank mm-hmm. you. Thank yeah. you for sharing mm-hmm. that. I love that. You, I mean, you just reminded me of, you know, my, of the reason I was able to push through because there was times where I wanted to give up. But like you said, you always think about that person like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm not giving up right. now. You know? <laughs> yeah. So oh. thank you. Yes. Okay. So Santia, can you offer our listeners the best advice you have as a leader or have ever received from a leader and tell us how you've implemented it into your life? One of the greatest things that a millionaire had ever told me was always have more than one stream of income. Because of course, you know, honestly, we're taught from the time, you know, we're in school to the time we graduate is, you know, go to college, get a good job, have a family, that's it. You know, they don't talk about, you know, okay, get a good job, but okay, also chase your dreams. Why, if you, if you want to, if you want to still have that good job, but create your own, you know, your, your own, you know, business or company or whatever it is, so that you can have something to pass on to your children because you can't pass down a nine to five, then you need to make sure that that's something that, you know, you're pursuing while also making, you know, honestly, somebody else richer. You know, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to nine to five, so I'm probably, I probably can't get the best advice to nine to fivers. You know, no offense, but I just understand the cycle, and I understand that you know, I remember when my mom couldn't pay pay bills, you know, because she got laid off from a job or whatever, and you know, they don't think about what what the the employers go through. It's all about, okay, how can I put a golden spoon in my grand, my great grandkids, 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 you know, they're already rich. You're just making them richer. And they don't care about if you can pay your bills. They don't care about if you can feed your children after they leave your business, you know, to go home to, you know, a house that they can't even fit in. So because of that, I feel like that's another form of slavery. So I decided to go the opposite route and create my own wealth so that my children would never have to experience that. So my thing is make sure you're putting yourself in a position in your future children in a position to win and not have to suffer and not have to work for somebody that doesn't care about them and, and their well-being and just make sure that you are always having something that can keep you stabilized. You know, whether if, if you're working a job and you're selling, I don't know, shirts on the side, you know, whatever, something that's going to eventually build into something that you can possibly pass down. That is, that is literally probably my biggest thing with, with this whole entrepreneurship thing is make sure that you own something and that you can pass it down and create generational wealth. Not just wealth right now because you're working for somebody, you have a great job. Yeah, that's great. But 
you can't again you cannot pass that down to anybody so just keep that in mind that's all i'm saying Thank you. I love that. I mean, you just like my whole heart was just so warmed by listening to I'm so serious, you know, because you're right. We they don't teach this in school, you know, and it is. I mean, you that was like a cut when you said it's like slavery. And I was like, wait a minute. But then when you think about it, it's like, hold up, wait. They tricked us. No, but um I'm saying you know, you know, that's the sad part. People don't even know it. Yes, yes, I love that. So I do agree with you, multiple streams of income and create something that you can pass down because it is generational. You know, let's make this a generational thing and think about our children's children's children and not just ourselves and having just a job, you know, let's create legacies. Uh, So I love that. Thank you. Okay, so you made it to the finish line. How do you feel? Um, good. You know, uh, <laughs> I definitely enjoyed the interview. Like, you know, I, I love, you know, just passing down knowledge that I receive. So, you know, I definitely appreciate it. Yes. And that's what it's about. Passing down the knowledge we receive. Okay. So thank you again, Santia, for being our guest on She Leads podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. But before we part, do you want to give our listeners your contact information or mention any events, products, services, and or ventures that they would benefit from knowing about? So you can keep up with me on uh, Instagram, which is trackbaby one my Facebook is Queen of Abs. Uh, my Twitter is Santia underscore deck. And my website is queenofabs.com. As far as all the things that I have coming up, you guys just tune in. I literally post everything on my social media. So just tune in and check it out, you know, every once in a while to see what I'm doing. But I'm, I have a lot of great and amazing things coming up. So yeah, make sure you stay tuned. Okay. Well, thank you, Santia. We appreciate your insight today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. enjoyed this interview with Santia and I hope you did as well. I agree with Santia's view on ensuring you leave a legacy. As Santia stated, you cannot pass your job down to your children, but you can pass your company down to them. Having a bigger purpose than yourself drives you to get things done and creating a legacy requires intentionality. My question to you would be, what do you want to be known for? We have to know what we want and take the necessary steps to get there. Santia and I challenge you to decide what you want your legacy to be and begin working to fulfill your legacy today. A quote by Natalie Babbitt reads, Don't be afraid of death. Be afraid of an unlived life. You don't have to live forever. You just have to live. Have you thought about the legacy you want to leave? If so, come proclaim your destiny in the She Leads podcast discussion group. I admire Santia's decision to not participate in the nationals at her college to pursue starting her talk show. As a leader, you have to make difficult decisions and take your bigger picture into consideration when doing so while also understanding that your bigger picture may be different from what others believe it should be. This requires courage and being able to face opposition and naysayers. Everyone is not going to understand or agree with your vision, 
It's important to not let this stop your quest for greatness. A tip Santia gave was to use those that doubt you as inspiration to continue forward and prove your case. I can relate to Santia being a person that roots for the underdog, as I do the same. I prefer to see the people that are counted out and doubted win, as opposed to seeing those that are expected to win, win. For me, this adds an extra level of achievement to the equation. Facing and overcoming obstacles is not easy, and those that do so are admirable. As Santia stated, a person who wants the underdog to win is empathetic, and being empathetic is a great leadership quality to have. When the cards are stacked against you and you still win, you are amazing. Know and believe that. Nicole Walker's takeaway for this week. Santia suggested that we include downtime into our schedules, as it is important to take time to rest and restore. When working on something you're passionate about, it's easy to lose track of time and often forget some very fundamental yet necessary tasks, such as making sure you are eating when you should eat. Guilty. So if our goal is to operate at our maximum capacity, then taking downtime is essential to our success because it ultimately helps us keep going. My takeaway for this week is to make sure I am taking the downtime needed to produce the results I aim to produce. Ways I plan to do so is by working in increments and taking breaks in between time. I will also add some fun into my week by watching a movie or planning another adventure. And now we have Nicole Walker's Leadership Challenge of the Week. Are you struggling with your leadership effectiveness personally or professionally? Could you use some help in attaining the goals you have set for yourself, your team, or your company? Do you know what it takes to hit the mark but need some accountability to get there? My leadership challenge for you is to get out of your own way and reach out to Nicole Walker Network today. Nicole Walker Network is here to help you be the successful person you know you are. Email Nicole Walker Network at info at NicoleWalker.net to set up your personal consultation and continue on your path to greatness. You are already a great person. With Nicole Walker Network, you can become even better. Follow us on Facebook at She Leads Podcasts and Nicole Walker Network. You can also follow us on Instagram at Nicole underscore Walker underscore network. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this episode of She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment with Santia Deck. Thanks. And until next time, be empowered and empower on.